0: You may take your Bibles and turn to Matthew 7, and we will start in 15, uh, and we will go through the end of the chapter, <laughs> through 29. Um, for you who just fell right into the uh, the beginning, uh, or, or into here, we've been going through Matthew, and so from Matthew 5 to the conclusion of seven Jesus is um, (coughs) what do you call it in a a popular way you call it the Sermon on the Mount and so there he will conclude the Sermon on the Mount Uh, and so that's (laughs) will conclude it but also in the text he is concluding it (laughs) but yes he will (laughs) we will read and uh, the part where he concludes the the Sermon on the Mount. Um, But yes, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so that's what we will do. Um, This will not be the last of Jesus' teaching. We will see he will teach in synagogues. We will see his teachers around the Sea of Galilee that we talked about. We will see that he teaches in synagogues. He teaches when he just meets people. Uh, So this will not be the last time you hear the teaching that he's given us in the Sermon on the Mount. As we go through Matthew, you hear the echoes of the same things, where he puts it into practical uh, applications as well. One thing that struck me today as, as I was just thinking about this, it's a contrast between Jesus and the people he warns us about. Because what we also see in Matthew is that Jesus doesn't just teach something and do something else. We will see that what Jesus teaches that's what he lives out and so that's good. also very good to see but uh, let us read together so Jesus he starts with a warning <coughs> beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravish, ravishly wolves you reckon you recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or fixed from thistles, so every healthy tree tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit a healthy p- a healthy three <laughs> tree <coughs> cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit every fruit Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and will be thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine, and does them, will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock, and the rain fell, And it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as one of the scribes. Amen. so Jesus is in the last part of his sermon on the mount and he's just concluding it and he he brings out this warning to us he says be aware some are not what they some are not what they pretend to be they come with masks on they they dress themselves differently They pretend to be something they're not. What Jesus has been warning against all the time. Don't be an actor. Don't be a hypocrite. But some people will come in. And so they are pretending to be mild sheep. But instead they will turn out to be wolves that destroy They will seek to kill, and they will seek to be greedy for their own gain. So Jesus says this, Peter in his epistle says it, Paul says this, James says it, Jude warn, Jude talks about it. They warn against false prophets and false teachers. Jesus is, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I just haven't paid attention, but he is really using lots of pictures and he has been so far, and he will do it again now. Uh, maybe not a picture, but maybe actually it had some fancy word. I say gardening, it's something with, uh, <laughs> with trees. <laughs> uh, and so he uses the what people would know as, like if you're looking for good fruit, you go to the tree that's blossoming or that actually has good fruit, and he contrasts this with a bad fruit that are rotten, not good. He also says, did you get good fruit from thistles? So he's just, he's illustrated to that there's two different things. There's my good teaching, and then there's a bad teaching that leads to death by these people that will try to come in and deceive you. So, if we look at these false teachers and what they bring with them other than they just pretend to be something they're not they bring in a false teaching that and Peter would even say that they wouldn't even deny Jesus they're uh, what what the fruit they bring is to destroy and kill that sounds a lot more like the devil than what Jesus brings so Jesus is asking us to be aware be aware of this what fruit are they are they exhibiting and Paul was saying that there's different kinds of fruits so in Galatians he talks about the bad fruit first. The works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And then he also says, "I warn you, as I warned you, as I warned you before, those who judge such things will not inherit the kingdom of God." So if this is what the false teachers are bringing in, because that's their lifestyle, that they don't live out what they say, they will lead to destruction. Paul then says the positive side is, no, no, the the fruit that should be in you and how you should be changing is that you grow in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And how much they echo what we started with in Matthew 5 that we were humble enough to be poor in spirit to say I don't know everything Jesus you do how we mourn for our own sin how we are not in fits of anger but we control the power we have that we are meek that we hunger and thirst for righteousness of God not our own that we exhibit and show mercy because He has shown us mercy, that He has cleaned us, and we can have a pure heart and see God. That we can be peacemakers and become sons of God, sons of God, and all that will lead us to be persecuted for being followers of Jesus. And blessed will we will be when that happens. So it's kind of like Jesus is saying, there's these people who are going to come in and be aware of that. Don't fall for their schemes. Many false teachers, even today, it's not so hard to see. Some, some are very obvious. Some are maybe more tricky. But also Paul talks about their, their God will be their stomach. So it will be all about the food. It will be all about money Sex Preaching one thing But living in another So God And Jesus is just asking us Be aware Don't follow people like that And to those people don't For us The same warning would be Don't be a hypocrite. Stop acting like something you're not, because God knows you. Start trusting God and stop doing works of evil. Sometimes when we look at other people, and it's it's interesting because just a few times backwards they don't judge, but now Jesus is asking us to be aware. And they value it. Sometimes we judge people's fruit wrongly. We might see some churches or some pastors being very successful in the eyes of the world. It might look like many people are coming to know Jesus, and the thing is that the Holy Spirit can work despite of people. So we might think that pastor that church is like super great. But if they have bad teaching, bad character, and they do more works of evil, then we have to be aware. That God can work even through people like that. But that doesn't mean that we should be worshipping those people or following those people. No, we should be aware that Jesus is the one that should be worshipped. And he's the one we should share about. It's clear through church history that this has gone wrong many times. That people lead people, that pastors and churches lead people astray. False, peop- false teachers come in and destroy. Unfortunately, that has happened many times in history. But it's a call for us to test the spirits. Don't just believe somebody who says something. Know the word of God. Know what Jesus teaches. And then we can expose false teaching. And if the... So-called prophet or pastor or whatever they call themselves seem to be get a bigger and bigger, or seem to get bigger and bigger car, seem to get airplanes. Maybe we should start asking: Is this the way Jesus lived? When it becomes about the name of the person instead of the name of Jesus, instead of who Jesus is, if Jesus is name is used to get something for themselves. And today in the text we Jesus says I- it doesn't matter what works you do. Like here he's confronting the casting out of demons and speaking in prophecies. And they come to him and say but but we did all these works. We did also all this stuff in your name. And Jesus is not apologizing. He just says, "I don't know you. I never knew you. You just used my name. You don't know who I am. Why? Because you are workers of lawlessness. So just because somebody says Jesus is their Lord, it doesn't mean that they know him. If their actions are not aligned with, with the Father's will, they can call Jesus Lord all they want. If they don't submit to God, Jesus will say, I don't know you. the same for us today and we have to look at ourselves and we look at our kids and all the people around us in culture and I've kind of been saying it like many people say like Jesus he's nice like I, th- I think like Jesus but it, most people probably have no idea who Jesus really is they might even in their speeches think I thank the Lord Jesus yeah but what does your life look like do you have any intention that He is your Lord and Savior? Or are you living for yourself? So people can j- say, Jesus is my Lord. But if there is nothing, like Paul talked about, what, is, what does it mean to follow is it doing good works, making up what works I'm supposed to do? Or is it obedience? So people would just say, Jesus is my Lord, but have no intention of following after Jesus. Then it would seem like Jesus would say, I, I, don't, know, I don't know who you are. this thing that I just mentioned before it seems like and I think <laughs> I think maybe it was Jesus also who, who t- he talks about it like you have to pray in my name and I don't know if we got that a little bit wrong or some people get that a little bit wrong so that oh I'll pray this and then I'll say in Jesus name and then he will do it for me and I, I don't know if that's I don't know if we got that wrong Because it seems like here people can use his name but have no intention of actually doing what Jesus is calling them to do. It's like the genie effect or the slot machine effect where I'll say Jesus' name and then he will give me what I want. Or I'll just do this and he'll bring out whatever I want. I do my will, I don't do God's will. Yeah, Jesus is Lord, but I'm not gonna submit to God. I'll use Jesus for my own gain. For what he can do for me. He can save me and give me stuff. But my mind and heart's not gonna change. I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna die to myself. I'm not gonna believe what Kylie read earlier that I died with Christ. And my sinful nature was nailed to the cross. No, 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 Jesus died so I can have my sin. No, he did not. No, he did not. He died so you can understand that it's on the cross, your sin, not that you can get it. The call we've been talking about all the time, and Jesus is calling them to be aware. Be aware people will come in and pretend That there's something but they're not And you can see them how they live their lives That what they say and what they do don't align And they will even speak false teaching. Talked <laughs> we talked about we just talked about like don't judge and then now Jesus makes himself the ultimate judge here he also says that his father is the one who is in charge of the kingdom of heaven Jesus is claiming to be God he's claiming that he is a judge who can judge all people He has the right then to say I don't know you Depart from me You workers of lawlessness I have a couple of quotes that I just thought was really good On judging Oh that's why I'm There By referring to himself as Lord He depicts himself as the ultimate judge Of humanity Jesus implies that he is God His deity True disciples affirm Jesus' lordship, submit to his authority, and obey his commands. Jesus insists that a person is confirmed to be a true disciple not by prophecy, exorcism, or working miracles, but a life, but living a transformed life made possible by a God. The disobedient lifestyle of lawbreakers are inconsistent with genuine discipleship. Jesus' words, I never knew you, shows these were never true disciples. I I just really like this. (laughs) I took it because I really like living a transformed life made possible by God. That's what the proof is. It's not quote-unquote making miracles, doing different things it's that God has actually changed our lives and we start showing the fruits of the spirit and then I have another one it's shorter and a little more (coughs) not everyone who says to me Lord, Lord those who say this acknowledge Jesus as master the affirmation that Jesus is Lord is meaningless if it is not backed by obedience to God's will So people can say, Lord, 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 Lord. But if there's no obedience, the lifestyle shows that Jesus is not Lord. And it's it's the very opposite of what we all want to hear. Jesus is later going to expand on this and talk about how people gave him water, how they met him in the street, how they visited him in prison, not in prison, but in prison, and they're confused, they don't know what he's talking about. When would we ever see you like that? He says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we live for, not. I never knew you. But that's what's going to be for the other ones, who live the lifestyle where they Pleasure themselves and used just Jesus for what they could get, not for who God is or for who He is, and thus encouraged <laughs> we will we will just see here that's the last part there was one commentator who said <laughs> who said this that not all sermons have to li- have to not, so, not all sermons has to end with a comfort so Jesus doesn't so he takes up this metaphor one more time and talks about building like we have learned over the time that I've been here with you, I don't have many carpentry skills. S- so I, But I kind of get, I kinda get the, what he's doing here. He's talking about, are you going to build with your own materials? The ones that leads to damnation? Or are you going to listen to what I've just been teaching you? And the rock is my teaching. And that's what's going to last Forever, this will lead you to destruction. So it's your—you have a choice. Will you trust in me? Will you trust in yourself? And so we have the two buildings: the one that stands because it's built on who Christ is; the one that collapses with a bang because what's built on what we build ourselves. For ourselves, so Jesus is challenging them, strongly encouraging them. What are you going to do? And he walks down the mountain. But Matthew kind of picks us up here as as recipients, even though even though the guy in the commentary said. That he didn't think all sermons could should lead uh, end with an encourage uh, with comfort. Well, Matthew does anyway. He he also, it's also a transition into something else. But he does say something, and he does comment on why Jesus is so different. Because all the people that was false teachers and even good teachers. They always quoted people, just like me. Now I've quoted other people, and I quote the Bible all the time. I don't do what Jesus does, because I talk about what Jesus said. But Jesus comes in, saying, and that's what they all received. The people say, this is that part here. They were astonished because of his teaching. For he was teaching with authority, and not as the scribes. Jesus went in and he said, this is what the law really means. This is what true life really means. This is how you can actually really live the way you're supposed to. Like we've seen, he corrects the misunderstandings of what the law was to say, no, this is the way to life. Did you actually listen to what I say? And the people weren't like, "Uh, I don't agree with you, Jesus. They were astonished, blown away. Wow, this guy, he's not quoting Rabbi this or Rabbi that. But he has authority to tell us what this is. This is a man like nobody else. And that's why we're encouraged. Because we've been going through the Sermon on the Mountain. Today he warns us like he's done before, he warns us of being, hieroc- of being hypocrites. He wants us today to have our eyes open and don't just believe anyone. Have your eyes open and don't believe all sorts of false teaching that even would deny who Jesus is. Because if you follow that, it's just, it's not going to last. It will break. No, no, but holding on to Jesus. That's the rock to build on. And so, the way I have concluded most of my services. <laughs> so is this easy? Is it easy? Is the Christian life easy? No! Jesus says it's not easy. Even And the more we live for Jesus, the harder it will be. But it's better. It's where we can live full of joy because of what Jesus has done. But as some person said, we don't just drift towards holiness. No, we drift towards the other way. <laughs> Just trusting ourselves no it's what some person calls it's grace driven effort because Jesus has made a way for us through his life his death and his resurrection that we can trust in his life his death and his resurrection we can trust that we died with him our sins died with him he rose again, so we'll rise again. And with that encouragement and the gift of the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to illuminate the Scriptures, we can choose day by day to trust the Scriptures, to trust Jesus, to say, Lord, You are my Lord, not just in my words, but how I acted out. Not because like, I'm a great person, but because you've changed me, your life and your death, your resurrection, your coming back has changed everything about who I am. That's why you're my Lord and I want to obey and do what you say. Is it easy? No. But by the grace of God, may He continue to mold us, challenge us, and to let us see How he leads us, and before you get too discouraged, look back. How much has he already done in you? Then you can be encouraged, because even yesterday and ten years ago, you were probably dumber than you are today. Well, hopefully. And the next year, you say like, "Who was that guy? Or who was that lady? He was so dumb." But by the grace of God, the Lord will continue to change us more into the likeness of Jesus. But be aware, there are people who would try to steal this from you, steal this good news from you. Of course, it's a plot of the evil one. There's many references of of people hiding in churches, like Paul and other people, James and saying that there will become people among you starting to try to tear down your churches with false and bad teaching be aware don't trust in them trust in Jesus be encouraged in who he is because he is the one we can stand on as the rock and the foundation by his life his death and his resurrection and the great hope and joy we have that he's coming back to make all things right. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you today because you are asking us to uh, to have our eyes open. To not just trust whatever we hear, but that we'll test the spirits and we will ask you And we'll trust in who you are. Lord, I, I pray and ask that you would give us grace and mercy and boldness and courage to obey what you're asking us to do. That we'll be full of so much joy, Jesus, because of all the things that you've been doing in through us. I pray that we will be set pray to touch our hearts and minds right now That we will see that what you've done In our lives and what you've done On the cross, through your life Through your death, through your resurrection That is what Can motivate us To be encouraged to follow and obey who you are because you're the only one Who's done that You're the only true Messiah You're the only true Christ We thank you for that Help us to Not follow all false Christ And all false law of people Help us to know you so well That, that we won't even worry about You casting us away because we give our lives to you. Not for our own gain, but because of the love we have for who you are. So we pray for that. So we pray for that, and we just thank you. We pray for anyone who is just confronted by this message today, God. Lord, Holy Spirit, work in them that they can see who you are, Jesus that they would stop following their own ways and start following you and obeying you. They will have new life in you, Jesus. We thank you for this time. We pray it's been honoring and glorifying to you, and I pray you would encourage us each day to follow you closer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may stand up for the benediction.